HMMC. You're listening to the WYE Radio Network. This week's show is dedicated to Thaddeus Settler. We love you, Ted. podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. And now here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. Yeah. Absolutely we shall. It's not right, easy, but I think are that works. recording. Yeah, I think that works. Hey guys, Justin here with Jason. Hey, how are you? We're out at uh, Mike Hess Brewing here in uh, Concord, California. I think technically this is Walnut Creek. Is it? I, I believe so. Oh, the hill is the border? I think so. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. It's, you, it's you'd like to think that either one of us would be able would to figure that out. out. Yeah. But, but yeah. No. Not so much. Nope. And uh, we're out here enjoying a uh, flight of beers uh, in the name of our good buddy Ted Setla, which, unless you've been hiding under a rock, um, passed away this week. Yep. Uh, as a result of uh, complications from COVID and uh, sudden cardiac arrest. And uh, we got news. The, this is the hardest thing for me is that the family is being very, very private, which I understand. Sure. At, at first I was very upset about, but the family's being very private, so it's hard to find out what was going on. Yeah. You know, we found out, I think it was Friday, uh, in a Facebook post that, oh, he collapsed on Monday. Yeah, five, five days ago. A few days later. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff that this spurred, but it was just a real surprise yeah. to hear that... that you know, this this guy that we knew for years, I mean, 12, 13 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, just literally dropped in. Yeah. And it... Out of, out of nowhere. It's I had no idea that there it's were still any surreal. issues yeah. whatsoever. I was going through my Facebook feed this morning. It's just picture after picture of Ted. Yeah. You know, it's kind of akin to when my mom died in 2019, my stepdad... Uh, took over her cell phone and canceled his because mm-hmm. he hardly ever used his cell phone so he kept her number so with her number anytime he calls me it's his mom calling and I get that momentary <gasps> maybe I, oh my god yeah. this, this is it because yep. we had joked about you know the Wi-Fi in heaven mm-hmm. and uh, no it's always him <laughs> <laughs> but this this not only came as such a shock but then just trying to get information and, and understanding that that his wife and his three kids are being inundated with messages. You know, yes, social media is a great way to get word out. Right. But when people are trying to find out what's going on, I can imagine her inbox was, you know, 110 messages. Yeah. How about you leave me alone and, and let me figure out what's them. going on with, you know, our yeah. family. And I, I asked the wife, I said, let's say this happened to me. You know, what would you be doing? She's like asking somebody else to handle it. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah, but, a- absolutely. And I, I think... Not not related to the to the family, but the two two folks that have done a, a great job setting up the Facebook, you know, in memory of Ted mm-hmm. Setla, uh, Sam Bradley and Tom Tom Boudelay. Boudelay. Yep, who's been on the show? Yeah, he's been on the show, and they they've done a great job, and it's been really cool. I was telling I was telling the wife yesterday that there are literally people around the world mm-hmm. that have been impacted by Ted and just his magnanimous completely selfless persona. I mean the guy the guy yeah. just gave and gave and gave. He so didn't if, know when to stop. 
if you he haven't really figured did. it out yet, the, this show is not only dedicated to Ted, but we're just going to be uh, having, it uh, looks like, six beers. Yeah. And and, uh, and telling stories about Ted. You know, we had talked initially, uh, ever so briefly, when we first got the news. Um, you know, it was kind of a, dude, are we going to put the show dark? You know, as we've done in remembrance of, of other folks that have passed. Yeah. And even even though it would still be honoring Ted's memory to put the show dark, I felt it so important to just talk about him and, and it's, just share it some of the stories. It seems most apropos because he was so well entrenched in mm-hmm. not just, you know, social media per se, but spreading the word about all the things that he was passionate about. I think he would yeah. be... Well, Ted... I think he'd be disappointed in us if we didn't do exactly yeah. what we're doing he, right now. He would say, guys, you had an opportunity to get the word out about other things, you know, and, yeah. and let me ride the coattails. But Ted was one of the first ones that understood the power that was blogging, social media. Yeah. Podcasting was brand new back then. Oh, yeah. You know? uh, and he understood how that was all going to fit together, and he had a story that he wanted to tell, and he did his darndest to try to tell it. Yeah, he, he really did. D- despite the the hurdles, the, the bumps in the road, or in the journey, whatever life handed him, he was always pushing forward. If, yeah. You know, he's, he's the kind of guy that you, you want on your team, because if one thing didn't work, it wasn't, all right, pack it in, we're done, we give up, let's go home. It was, okay, that didn't work. Let's figure out why it didn't work, and they come at it from a different angle, and that's just the way and, he worked. And he was a perfectionist at heart. There were a lot of things that we did um, early on with Chronicles, and then later on with Seat at the Table, and a lot of other uh, educational videos that we were filming, that it would come out perfect. And he would say, I want to do it again. This lighting wasn't quite right, or there was a shadow. And I'm looking at it thinking, man, this is like Yo, what are you talking the greatest about? thing this I've ever great. seen. <laughs> and he's looking at it and saying it's not good enough. Yeah. Our, our message needs to be flawless. And, you know, the when we filmed Seat at the Table, the first ones, those were in his garage. You know, we hung felt on the wall the days before. <laughs> and the idea was, you know, I said, I just want to sit people down and have a conversation. And he said, great. And I'll be like the guy at the next table trying to listen in. And I said, that's perfect. Yeah. So he set up the cameras to move around. He brought in uh, Chris Eldridge as, uh, you know, a director of photography and a photographer on that. And we just started turning on the camera and letting people talk. And it turned into, I think we finished with 18 episodes and, and in a proper TV studio because, again, yeah. Ted said the garage works and the garage is free, but it doesn't look as good as it could. Yeah. And so he kept always stretching and trying to get the word out. And, you know, kind of like you bringing folks onto this show, he would just pop up with, uh, oh, I've got this guy, Florian from Germany, he's going to be on the show. We, really? <laughs> from get, another country? Do I need to learn German? You know? <laughs> What's going on? And then other times... Uh, Ted, Ted was an advocate. When when you were on Ted's side and somebody was trying to wrong you, um, Ted would come to your defense, guns blazing, yeah. you know, horse at a at a sprint. I remember uh, we were going to do try to do some videos at a conference, and Ted didn't get hired to be the the video guy at that conference. Somebody else did, and they that other company approached me with, "Hey, we want you to do some interviews. You know, we'll pay you, you know, X amount." And Ted immediately jumped on him with no that's not his day rate that's not this that's not that and he started talking all this technical tv movie jargon yeah about how much hollywood nonsense <laughs> yeah and the next thing i know there's a contract that that i'm taking care of that is that is reflecting the entire day i'm going to spend interviewing people and doing all the research and all that stuff and ted didn't ask for anything 
Of course not. He just did it. Yeah. I mean, he's never asked for anything. He did our, our Kilted video. Yeah. Didn't ask for anything. Yeah, he did my, my promo video for my uh, financial coaching business, for GPS mm-hmm. Financial Coaching. He showed up at the house and we recorded for whatever, a couple hours. And, and then I went to his place like a week later for other shots and yeah. edits and whatnot. And mm-hmm. dude wouldn't take a dime. Yeah, when we were doing Chronicles, all the voiceover uh, in that episode is me in Ted's office. And we must have spent two solid days recording maybe four whole minutes of audio. Yeah, yeah. But we would, we would record something and he would lean back and he'd take off the headphones and he'd say, okay, your inflection here needs to be, you're kind of remembering, but you're looking forward. You know, and I'm like, I don't even know what yeah, that what is means. <laughs> what? So he's he's given you know some schmuck fireman actual actor directions, right? And and I'm not understanding. And then when we were filming, he asked me to share the story when I got hurt, why I started the blog. And I'm like, right. I, don't, I don't, I can't tell that story. He's like, no, just think about how you're going to tell the story. He's getting the cameras set up, and he's doing this, and he's kind of futzing with this and futzing with that. And he's asking Dridge to do this stuff, and he's like, just just run it through out loud, just kind of in your mind, and then when you're ready, we'll film it. He had the cameras rolling the entire of course, time. Of course he did. Of course he did. So How did you of, not know that? <laughs> I can see that a wasn't mile paying away. Attention. But at the time, it it looked like there was no way they could be recording. But that was Ted. He knew how to get what he wanted right. to show the world about what Mark and I were doing. And I mentioned in a post that nobody tells me that they've read about Chronicles. They've always seen Chronicles. Right. Hey, are you that guy from that show? Yeah. Not that guy from that blog. Yeah. You know, and that's 100% because of Ted. Yeah. You know, I, I've watched all of these memories come up. You know, Ted's a, a huge advocate for EMS, or he had all these amazing video projects and blah, blah, blah. My favorite part of Ted was when we played fantasy football. Yes. That was some of the best Ted was best a huge sports fan. Oh, massive. Man, God rest his soul. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Uh, you bring he, up the Michigan thing. He, he's not gonna get the <laughs> biggest house in heaven because God is obviously a Notre Dame fan, and Ted is a Michigan fan. And I, I know God doesn't hold certain things against certain people, but I'm just saying maybe the sparkle on his uh, on his wings aren't gonna be as shiny because he's a Michigan fan. So yeah. I we. But it was he was such a good natured Michigan fan mm-hmm. that like I've run into. There was a guy that actually used to live down the street, a huge USC fan. I hate USC. I hate him. I hate him, hate him, hate him. And he would get so aggressive when SC would play Notre Dame. We'd be watching the game together, and he'd be just, like, not physical jabs, but literal, just, I don't want to watch this game with you, man. You're being kind of a jerk. But Ted was a, a great sports fan because he appreciated your appreciation yep. for your team. Even it's if it's almost, not his team, he It's almost care. like you're fed off of it a little bit, you know? We had always threatened that we had we had to watch a Notre Dame-Michigan game together, and we never got the opportunity because mm. they relocated to the motherland, yeah. to, to Michigan. Back to Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, man, when, I remember when you and I showed up for uh, – the fantasy football draft. Oh yeah! And he he just he had the spray. He had bottles out ready to go. It was he the had three of us. Yeah, and I just, think one just other guy was supposed to come, but but the didn't make FTA'd, it. FTA'd just didn't show up. Ted was making. He must have been making four or five dozen wings with different oh, yeah. different sauce. I mean, from scratch. Yeah. Not like he's dumping them out of a bag or getting them at the corner. <laughs> Food, booze, cold beer, just everything. 
and it was a grab what you want, fellas, let's do this. And yeah. I remember thinking, man, we get to come over to Ted's house more often. <laughs> Because it was so much fun. And his, his daughters and his son, TQ, they, they always rolled with the punches because I would bring little Morgan over. Eliza was too little. But yeah. I'd bring little Morgan over and, and his daughters <laughs> would play with Morgan while we were filming or doing whatever. Um, and when I was trying to tell the girls the news, because I remember uh, I got home from work and I was just sad. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the word I'll use. And Morgan came up to me and said, what's, what's wrong? I said, one of my buddies is, is really, really sick. She's like, oh, who? And I said, you know, do you remember going to Mr. Ted's house when we would film? And she was telling stories about how much fun she would have because they were allowed to jump on the couches. And <laughs> they watch TV and do all this. I remember nobody told me that at the time, but she's got nothing but positive memories. Yeah. Because they were too little to remember me being pretty much gone for three full weeks filming right. Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... That was a long time ago, uh, man. That was a long time ago. That was a ago. long time ago. The other thing it was about November of uh, 2009. Seeing all of the the posts that guys like you and Scott Keir and, and Sam Bradley and all, all those uh, Chris Kaiser, all these people sharing all these photos. Oh my God, you look like a baby, son. We was just babes. And as we mm-hmm. record this, uh, it is your 45th birthday. It is. Yep. And uh, that was. 12 years ago. Yep. And that's you this is, were but a pup, my man. This is how I like to <laughs> this is how I like to celebrate having some beers with a with a good buddy and talking about one that uh, that isn't around anymore. But I just I think about Ted was an advocate for for EMS, the profession not the industry. And the industry kind of pushed him aside cuz Okay, hang on. Push pause right there. Yeah. It, it, I, that's a, a very important distinction that I know Ted was deeply passionate about. So mm-hmm. tell our listeners who it may be the cops in the audience or, or people that are fresh in EMS. What's the difference between the industry and the profession? The profession are the people, the providers. Okay. The industry is the the ambulance companies, the manufacturers of the gear, the equipment, the ones that the, would love to sell you something. Right. The people that uh, put out invoices. Exactly. The gotcha. The people that run the conferences. Okay. Um, all that kind of stuff. but. Which you know, argue, arguably couldn't do your job, couldn't have the profession without the industry. No, absolutely. It's, I, I get it. It's the it's two sides of the same coin. Right. Um, but Ted's whole idea was, well, the industry right now controls the profession. We need a louder voice for the people. Right. And that's where a lot of his projects came from. I mean, we, we came to the conferences not with just a, we want to do video and you can share the videos on your website or anything. It's like, we want to do live interviews from the show floor and share them everywhere in the world so that people say, man, I wish I was there. Right. And that wasn't really Which adopted. Is a, it's a mutually beneficial arrangement for the industry and the profession. Of course. And yeah, we did go around on the show floor and do interviews with, with manufacturers and people that were, you know, creating the widgets and here, come buy this thing because we had to pay the bills. You know, we had to have somebody that was going to, you know, drop a couple hundred bucks for a Hollywood level production commercial that they could use so that we could spend the afternoon filming podcasts for free. Right. So it was it was always going around and trying to figure out what that balance was. But Ted's ideas, I mean the first conference we got invited to, Ted's like, I want you to do a live, like a live audience show. So it'd be like a podcast meets right. uh, the Tonight Show. And yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I want to have Motor Cop over my shoulder like Ed McMahon. <laughs> and the idea was because uh, I, I want to say, I want to say MC Lit number two was still very, very young. Uh, well, number she was, three she was, was on the, she was three born was in 09 and three was 11. 
Yeah. In 2011, not yeah. 11 years old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so number two, I think, was really young. You weren't going to be able yeah. to make the trip. And so the yep. idea was we would just have you live via satellite over my shoulder. And we were putting together the budget and the script and starting to put together guests. And the, the, the conference balked. And Ted was trying to sell them on. This is going to be a multi-camera. It's going to look like The Tonight Show. Right. And everybody that's not here is going to want to come next year to be there, to be in the audience. And they shot him down. Yeah, they they could they couldn't see the forest for the trees. They could they they were so, I don't know. See, that's what I loved about his vision. Is mm -hmm. He was ahead of his time. Well, and at the time when he's coming at him with this, we're gonna do multiple cameras and stuff. The the gold standard in EMS education was a guy standing in a corner, being filmed on tape back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, legit then, tape. And then just interspersing that with shots from the PowerPoint they're reading off of. Ugh. That was standard. So when Ted comes in so and is talking about It's so bad. We're gonna hire actors, there's gonna be moulage, it's going to be interactive, you're gonna it's gonna be in the moment, conversational stuff. They just they didn't know what to do with him. We always joke, Teddy, you're you're just ahead of your time, man. And he was. He oh, was yeah. ten years ahead of his time. hundred percent. You look at all the education that's coming out now, I mean there's there's interactive screens and and light guns and now they're talking oh, yeah. about yeah. Uh, you know augmented reality uh training for ems i mean you've oh, got the uh, oculus you're uh, playing on i'll tell you right now uh we've had we've had we have two oculus quest twos so we could play together with the amongst so the family o oculus quest four sure <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and uh okay a, it ain't cheap but mm -hmm. it, it is i i have uh myriad of different games and I'm, I'm not going to make this an oculus show but just yeah. for the strict purposes of what you're talking about vr it is amazingly immersive mm -hmm. like you can i i can lose hours easily if i'm not being aware of my time yeah. uh, management uh, first game i played uh, the walking dead and you turn around and boom, there's a zombie in your face and you start stabbing that thing. It's, it truly is immersive. And if they continue down this AR or VR uh, rabbit hole, mm -hmm. this path, the opportunities for training is huge. It's yeah. huge. And it, and it takes people like Ted 10 years ago kind of shaking the tree. Oh yeah, to absolutely. Get, to get stuff falling. I mean, we when I was when I was working, we would do active shooter drills mm -hmm. and we would have to get all kinds of special permission from a school. And then we'd have to go clean up all the paintball pellets that we use and yeah. it, all this stuff. But my God, if, if you just get a bunch of guys, some Oculus quests and you quote, play a game mm -hmm. and some developer somewhere makes active shooter training, that would be absolutely massive. Absolutely. It, it would be, you would save man hours, you would save people from uh, getting hurt during training. Yeah, and you'd have more hyper-realistic scenarios. Oh my God, yes. You know? A hundred percent. I mean, Ted got involved when they were doing stuff for uh, attack response, and they were doing the uh, uh, right. the Bay Area coordinated law enforcement trainings oh, yeah. and such. Yep. And he got involved, and he's like, I, I want to film these, because not everybody can make it. So if we film yeah. it, it's hyper-realistic training. I mean, there's actually explosions going off and there's, you know, all the, the all the things that are gonna go wrong. And he ended up filming those as yeah. well. And you watch it and you think it's happening, you know? Yeah, you yeah, this is an actual event. Yeah, you think And they, it's they an would spend, event. 
the preceding months making sure that all of the surrounding area knew this is a drill. Yes. This is, this is all training. Yep. Relax. Yeah, because we were even coordinating uh, that first year. We were coordinating to make sure there was a camera outside to catch uh, what was set up as a secondary device, which was an actual explosive device. Yeah. That they didn't tell anybody involved in the exercise about because right. they wanted to see how would people react. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we were setting up outside, and Ted's like, you have to be totally nonchalant. And I'm like, yeah, in the ambulance. I remember. <laughs> we have to pretend like we're not there filming anything because... You know, the trained observer, if 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 all of the people monitoring the exercise suddenly look left, I'm looking right. Of course. You know, yeah. it's just I'm gonna see what they're seeing. So yeah. we just had to totally pretend and that thing went off and it scared the bejesus out of me. I bet. But Ted was inside filming and he came out, tell me you got it. Dridge got it and it looked great it, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And then it turns out all of that time and, and effort and that we did turned out to be I think seven or eight seconds of the entire half hour training video. Yeah, isn't that nuts? But it made it count. Yeah. And if Ted hadn't gotten it, oh, he would have been so mad. So yeah, there, mad. there's there's no way to uh, reset that. You're, you're not going to get the same opportunity yep. twice. Yeah. You're just you're just not going to have that exactly. that chance. Exactly. So this, what everything Ted's going through has made us, you know, the wife and I kind of went back through our our wills, went back through our power of attorney, and made sure that our wishes were still the same we wanted them to be. You and the bride just went through that as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so that there's no questions asked. But one of the things that, that I brought up to you and you said, oh, yeah, absolutely, was the importance of pre-designating a PIO as soon as something goes wrong. Your, your family yeah. contact. Yeah, somebody that, and, and, it, and it shouldn't be the spouse. No, absolutely It, it should not. be either a very close friend or uh, I don't, even a, like a tertiary relative. Yeah, you know, so, so person, you can you can filter things through. You give them permission to access... Facebook pages or whatever yep. and be like, okay, here's the latest. So, so we've, we've the, the spouse our, doesn't have to deal yeah, with it. We've got our out-of-town emergency contact that's already determined to be that. Yeah. And when this when this all started going on, I got contacted by Ryan and he's like, hey, what do you need? Do you need me to activate the plan? Which is contact everybody on your list yeah. and let them know that you're the one with information. Like, no, we're we're good. We're, we're kind of shook up. Yeah. But we're good. You know? And just... just having that forethought that you don't have to contact that person they call you They're like hey you want me to take over yes please just give me the password i'll do it yeah boom done yep but it it takes having that that core having that group of people that you can reach out to not everybody's got that, that that's true you know when when you sent me the message uh what what uh, tuesday or is it now it was tuesday that uh Ted's wife had posted that you know he's, he's not going to make it. Yeah. Three, uh, wow, we're gonna we're gonna wow. fly away here. We are gonna fly away. Uh, three doctors have agreed he's he's brain dead. He's not going to survive the event. Yeah. And I hearkened back to a, a recent ask where you're like, stop asking me if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to you and I'm like, hey, let's go grab some beers. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm good. I'm gonna stay here. I'm like, all right. I'll be there in an hour with the aforementioned mm-hmm. beers. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and it, we just kind of sat around and, and, and chit chatted. Because sometimes you just need somebody to sit there with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And just, yeah, just just sit there and play on your phone and yep. Let me process, and that's that's exactly what I needed, and you need yeah. that. You know, it, uh, it was it the the timing of of that particular show and this particular event. I was yeah. like, damn. Well, there was <laughs> on on Saturday morning, uh, I was taking uh, Junior Junior to a dance competition. No, it was Sunday morning. It was Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking her to a dance competition nearby and 
you know, she really wants to go, and she has a blast. She, she's found her people, by the way. Oh, okay. Yes, the the competitive dance scene is her her place. That, that's to be. her she jam. Loves it. Yeah. All right. Um, but I get a, I'm driving and I get a Facebook message and I tell the wife, hey, check that. You know, it's there's a lot going on. Can you check that? And she says it's from Tom Boo the something. <laughs> Wants to know if you can call him. I said, let him know. I'll be available in 20 minutes. And she says, uh, according to him, he'll be drunk by then. Call sooner. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, Tom's got bad news. Yeah. I called him and and he said, hey man, I just want to I just want to talk to somebody else who loves Ted. Nice. And I I just looked at the wife and walked away. It's like you know what? It's Mother's Day. Enjoy the show. I got to go out to the hotel yeah, uh, yeah. garden and I got to talk to Tom for a good 20, 30 minutes, sharing old stories. Uh, my phone starts ringing again. Mark Glencourse is on the other line. We're sharing stories. And just trying to figure out, you know, in a world where there's no information, what do you do? Because we want we wanted to set up some sort of visual or remembrance, but at that time we didn't know, we didn't know what his situation was. We didn't know what his condition was. Right, right. And so how do you go out and say, you know, I'm going to miss you, buddy. And then all of a sudden he chimes in, hey, I'm not gone yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss you and, too, I guess. How yeah. Do you, yeah, how do you remember someone that each hour that passes by without something from the family saying, you know, thank God he's getting better or a picture of him in the hospital squeezing someone's hand. The longer we went without seeing that positive response, the more we knew that this was transitioning from treatment to palliative care, to, to end of life care. Yeah, especially when you're talking about a bunch of people that work in EMS. That know exactly what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you know? you're, you're not going to pull a fast one on them, you I know? Mean, talking talking to Tom Boudelet, who is an expert in out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, in-hospital cardiac arrest, post-resuscitative cardiac arrest care, and he's looking at it going, I, I have no idea what's going on. She's not using any of the terminology that would have been told to her. Right. And all, all we could decide was, it's just grief. I mean, how do you... How do you get news that your husband and the, the father of your three children is going to die? There's nothing you can do. Oh, hold on. Let me let me update Facebook real quick. How do you, yeah. how do you oh, spell yeah. that again? Yeah, let, let so me I, let me tell you exactly how much I, I care about Facebook when yeah. all this is happening. My life is falling around around me. I get it. Yeah. I did not get it at the time. I was so mad. Yeah, but yeah. But that's just, that's grief. That's yeah. one oh, of yeah. the seven steps. So yep. going through that grief to acceptance and now it's kind of a, well, okay, what do we do? Um, bunch of people, A bunch of people got together the other day. And uh, uh, Natalie Quibido, she could uh, put together the Discord channel yep. for all the Chronicles folks, and she said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Chronicles. Whoever wants to watch." All right, well, I'll jump in. You know, just talk to folks. There were 12 or 15 people in there watching the show and commenting and like, "Oh my God, look at Ted! Oh, look at all you guys. You're just kids. You know, the yeah, same yeah. stuff you were saying." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they they were asking me for stories, and then everybody was telling their story when they met Ted. And it was just a chance for. For his people, processing you know, to, to, to process it. Yeah, I, to come I get together it. and share the stories. And yeah. uh, Nat sent me over the edge. I had to actually disconnect for a little while because she said, "All I can think of is from Hamilton, where it's what is a legacy? It's yeah, yeah. Seeds in a garden. You I loved never it. Get and I I'm loved like, it. I, I gotta go. I loved and it. I, I turned off the camera, and everybody in there was like, "Yeah, it's per that's it's, it. it's perfect. Yeah, Ted, it truly Ted's is. world is it's coming." Yeah, it's coming. He just yeah. he just didn't make it far enough to see it. But the the important thing is that that those of us that loved and honored him figure out a way to let the world know that that his vision is still here. So whether that's uh, 
a scholarship for a, a storyteller, whether it's a scholarship for an EMT or a paramedic, somebody that wants to further themselves. Um, Mark Glencourse came up with the idea of every city that he filmed in, the providers there should get together and raise money for a defibrillator to place somewhere. And it can be that if that defib saves a life, that's literally Ted saving a life. That's and, awesome. I like that know, idea. That, that's a great idea. And yeah. it's just kind of a, you know, a, Tom and I were talking early on about what should we do. And we both agreed that we should let people figure out what they want to do. There, there shouldn't be necessarily a... a what one right cool, answer. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the Ted Setla foundation, you know, anything like that. I right. think Ted would see that as kind of a, come on, we're wasting time on, on letterhead. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, Let's totally, get the message out. Totally. Know? So, yeah. So it's, uh, it's just kind of just kind of being fluid and and going with the good ideas and the ones that maybe aren't all that great. Revisit them later. Grief is grief is a weird animal. Um, we were oh geez I oh uh, the wife and I were out on Sunday for Mother's Day. We were at uh, another local uh, watering hole called Hops and Scotch. Mm-hmm. And she asked me a question, and I'm not going to have dead air trying to remember what it was, but it was, had something to do with my mom. And, oh, it was about the movie Footloose. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, got, I got bullied in junior high. And not, yeah. not like, oh, you, you look stupid. Like, I got physically assaulted on multiple days. Mm-hmm. And my dad's in the backyard teaching me how to wrestle and mm-hmm. a whole montage. And it's... it's now, as a 49-year-old man, I look back and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. As a 12-year-old boy, it was terrifying. And Because your dad is saying, fight me. Yeah, well, funny story, uh, and I'll give you the very, very brief version of it. I stopped seeing my dad and saw the kid that was giving me grief, and I socked him in the face, and then I saw my dad again holding his nose, and I'm like, and I just started bawling. And he's like, "No, that was great, good job." <laughs> like I, I hit him hard, right? Wow. So, anyway, there's a, a scene uh, in Footloose when Sarah Jessica Parker's character Rusty is dating uh, Willard. Is the character's name? It's right before the big dance. Yeah. And he's getting his butt handed to him. And he's like, what do you want me to do? Because she made him promise not to fight. Mm-hmm. And she says, kill the son of a bitch. Well, I had that experience with my mom. I said, you know, what What do you want me to do? And she said, I want you to kill the son of a bitch. I, she, I, this yeah, is the maybe 80s. not the same Yeah, words. she was the 80s. She didn't mean actually kill him. But she's like, yeah. beat, beat the brakes off this dude, man. Stop mm-hmm. taking crap off of him. Yeah. Uh, and... And I, I became so, oh, all good, thank you. I became, that was our waitress help, uh, asking us if we needed more beers. God yep. bless her. Yeah. Uh, I became so overwhelmed by it, I, I literally started weeping. Like, it, it just, it hit me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just shy of a physical slap. And I had to stop talking. And I looked at her, I'm like, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. She's like, why are you apologizing? Don't apologize. A, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> B, I get it. It Ted's been gone for a handful of days. Mm-hmm. A year from now, these memories are going to pop up on Facebook or you'll be thinking, oh man, I did this thing with Ted and you're just going to stop. Yeah, That's the way grief works. And it's mm-hmm. it's natural and it's fine. It's that That's just 
that's just your psyche processing all the stuff. There's, there is no, I'm okay now date. Yep. That ain't the way it works. Nope. It's just not. Nope. And we're, we're not the only ones that have, you know, dealt with grief. Obviously our, our listeners, some, at some yeah. point in their we, lives, have a family member or a friend or whatever. We all have that just right down the street. Yeah, ab- you know, it's, absolutely. It's right there under the surface, insert, you know, euphemism here. Yeah. Um, but one of the one of the more powerful things I was thinking about was you you don't realize the impact someone had until you realize there's not going to be any more impact. Yeah, you, you know, can't you, you, you can't you follow up with him anymore. Kind of you, yeah, but I can't I can't see what his next project is. I can't look forward to yeah. what the next generation of Code Stemmy is going to look like. Yeah, you've got people with ten years on the job now that were inspired to join EMS because of Ted. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And that's crazy. And I have people coming up to me at work and and saying, "Hey, aren't you that guy from that ride along show?" And I just kind of yeah, I'm like man, yeah, that's why I got into EMS, or that's why I tested here. I I wanted to do what you guys were doing. And it's like, well, I know these two. They, they're please, go-getters. Please, please tell workers. me you, you've offered to do autographs or, or like selfies or something. Come nope. on. Nope. Oh, you liar. No. <laughs> nope. Never even thought of it. If, if they asked, I'd be like, no, man, come on. Yeah, I'll get, uh, knock it off. Back to work. Why don't you, why don't you go get the captain a, uh, a fresh coffee, Art? Yeah. Why come on. Why don't get you out do here. that for me? <laughs> uh, and, and just kind of just kind of settling <laughs> on the whole, huh, Ted's gone. Yeah, it's weird. Didn't, it's didn't weird. Expect that. Boudelet put it exactly, and it's the word everybody keeps using. Surreal. Yeah. It's surreal. Like, he's going to jump out and like, yeah. okay. Gotcha! This is, this is the whole series we're doing on grief, and the reason I did, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like uh, uh, when all of a sudden, uh, from the Batman reboots, uh, Gordon isn't dead. He's still alive, and his wife slaps him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm waiting for that moment. Even as we're talking about it, I keep looking at that corner Around the corner, see if he's like, going to oh, walk around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, you, that's you surprised you surprised me with Nick one day. I imagine how I could trump that nonsense if I got Ted to walk around the mm-hmm. corner. I win. That's it. I win. Sadly, yeah, zombie Ted can't do that. No, would that I could. But I, I the thing I'm gonna miss most is him giving me a call and me picking up the phone and him just, hey, buddy. Yeah, so I can I hear had it. an idea, and a couple months later, we're we're doing this thing that was just his idea, and it's amazing. It's yeah. changing lives, and and I got to sit down and say stuff, and he made it look and sound good. Yeah, you know, and that's what Ted did. He he took your best ideas and gave him a megaphone. I've you been know? doing podcasts with you for about a decade now, and shakes uh, hands randomly this many years. Now I I can uh, <laughs> I can appreciate how Ted made you sound and look better. Mm-hmm. It's just. You know, it's I get it. Work. I edit it's the show. Hard work. I, I'm a. I, I produce our, our podcast. I yep. get it. Yeah. Man was a saint. <laughs> <laughs> he was, and and you know, with with every saint comes a, a the evenings of horns. One of the best memories uh, of Ted is when we lost him out one night in I can't Houston maybe or Dallas. Everybody was out, and we're just. Oh from, yeah, I remember. Where's I remember the hat? The where's hashtag, Setla? Where's, hashtag Setla? where's Setla? I was watching it from my house, wondering exactly where he was. Yep. I followed. I loved it. It was great. It was. It was okay. Nat found uh, this person. This person's going to come with me and stay in my room. Uh, Randy's going to come stay with me because would, that's just safer. And then <laughs> uh, you know, Sam found somebody else. Okay, Sam and Nat, you keep that person. Was and it's where's Setla and it, Boogley, everybody we know is like nope I don't have him where is he 
<laughs> and uh, two of the folks. Is he down actually, at the docks? Two of the folks that found him were on the uh, Discord the other day. Okay. And they talked about how their phones are blowing up with this Where's Setla as they're literally pouring him into the back of the pickup truck. Oh, God. And taking him back to the hotel trying to figure out where his room key is. What room is he in? Does anybody remember? Oh my gosh, and that's And finally fantastic. dropping him off at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then at 8.30, which was our morning coffee call to go over the schedule, there he is, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. He's like, dude, what happened? He's like, I have no idea, but woke up in my room, <laughs> had a great time. I'm, I'm, I, and his, his All wife, I do is win, baby. <laughs> his wife, all of our wives are absolute saints. Um, she was not enthusiastic about that. But I, I think if the hashtag was where's happy, mine wouldn't have been either. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he knew how to work. He knew how to work hard and he knew how to play hard. You know, and if, if there was a place in town that had a good bourbon, he knew where it was. That had a yeah, good that glass was, of red wine, he knew where it was. That was my other, my other big memory, because obviously not being in, in EMS, I didn't see the... I don't know the the force that that Ted was. I just knew Ted as Ted. Yeah. And and again, a little bit of the filmmaker side with the stuff these he did for us. But one thing I know about him is that dude knew his liquor. Yep. And he knew what he yep. liked, and he was more than happy to share it with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love people like that that are passionate about booze and can tell you all about it and. Have you taste different things? And I'm not talking about, you know, drunks. I'm talking about people that have a passion for a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, and when you have that in common, I, I think that's so interesting. You could, you could yeah. talk to them about that particular topic for days, mm-hmm. for days. Yep. He, he was amazing at that. Yeah. So I, I think that... Uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up now. Yeah, I, I, I think this, that's a good idea. This may not be the <laughs> the show people typically expect from uh, HM and MC, but this is something we needed. This is something that I know at least a, a handful of our listeners care about, are interested in, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we're if you've not met Ted, but you you knew him, uh, you know, peripherally through us. You can commiserate with us. You can raise your own glass and yep. uh, toast Thaddeus Setla. He was a, a hell of a guy. We love him. We miss him very, very much. And uh, we'll bring back the uh, regularly, regularly scheduled program next week. But it was important for yeah. uh, for both of us, I and think, to sit down and do this. It's it's just a reminder. The show's title is "What's Your Emergency?" What's my emergency? Oh yeah, we've we've had a bit of an emergency this my week. My friend Ted died. Yeah, and it and, sucked. And it sucked. And it still sucks. And we're gonna talk and about it, and we're gonna work through it. Exactly. As as best we we know mm-hmm. how, and that. Hey guys, uh, that involves other freaking people. Yep. It involves other people. Don't don't wallow in your sadness. Share it. Share it. Share yeah. it with somebody and that that gets it. Uh, and we do we do talk a lot about you know we talked about Ted enjoying his spirits and that that we're here having a beer and and it's and it's important to share stuff like that. We're not wallowing in it though. It's and it's important to remember that that there are limits. Don't don't go Absolutely. too far. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you need help, if you feel like you're going too far, you can reach out to us. You can reach yep. out to anybody. Um, you know, just the more the merrier. Absolutely. There's, there's always safety in numbers, as I say. All right, guys. Six six non sequitur euphemisms, and that's the show limit. Did did we win a prize for that? No, that's the limit. If I go to seven, oh, it's then we, seven, then we got to cancel the show and, and rebrand again. Yeah. God dang it! I don't want to do that. That was a lot of work. 
All right, gang, uh, until next time, this is Motor Cop signing off from Mike Hess Brewing Company in Walnut Creek. In Walnut Creek, California. It says right there on the, there the big sign. Yep. Uh, for my good buddy, Justin Short, the happy medic. Ted, we miss you. We love you. And uh, we'll see you on the other side, brother. See you soon, buddy. Be safe. Love you. Cheers.